0: How many of you are happy to be in the presence of God for three days? Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles tonight. If you have a Bible, it's good to open it tonight. Hallelujah. Somebody said sometimes our Bible is in our mobile phone. The problem with that is in our mobile phone, when we look at our Bible, we also see our WhatsApp messages and Facebook messages and every other thing. But when we look into our Bible, we only see the word of God. Praise the Lord. So, if you don't have one, get one. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's open our Bibles to Galatians chapter 6 and the 17th verse. Galatians chapter 6 and the 17th verse. Galatians
1: chapter 6 and the 17th verse. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. Once again, please. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus.
0: For I bear on my body the marks of of Jesus. Tonight, let us think on a thought called I am marked by the Lord. Praise the Lord. How many of you believe you are marked by the Lord? How many of you believe you are marked by his blood? How many of you believe you belong to Jesus and you are marked by his blood? Amen. Paul is saying Hallelujah, I carry on my body the marks of Jesus Christ. If anybody here who believes in Jesus Christ as the son of the living God, and who believe that he has forgiven, hallelujah, your sins on the cross of Calvary, and with all your heart and with all your soul, you have accepted it and you have believed on it, and you have given your life to Jesus as a response of that, I want to tell you, Jesus Christ is telling you, you are marked by his blood oh hallelujah how many of you will say with authority how many of you will say with boldness and say I am mocked by the blood of Jesus Christ glory to God in Exodus chapter 12 the Bible says all those who left Egypt the place of bondage and hallelujah their houses were mocked by the blood of Jesus Christ amen just before they left, the Bible says there was the destroyer which passed over their house but could not touch the houses of the Israelites, houses of the people of God because on the lentils of their doorpost were marked the blood of the Lamb. Oh, come on. This church is marked by the Lamb. When you enter into that doorpost, hallelujah, praise God. There is one thing and I can show you. Every demonic strongholds will see the mark of the Lord over this church, over this house, over your life. I am marked by the blood. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Say, I am marked by the blood. When you say that, every demon in hell will tremble. When you say that, every stronghold, every sickness, every bondage, every sinful tendencies and its attraction towards you will start to, hallelujah, leave your life. Praise the Lord. The Bible says the blood spoke over the children of Israel. And the Bible says the destroyer could not touch. I don't know what has come to destroy our lives. I don't know what has come to destroy this church. I don't know what has come to destroy our family. If you say I belong to Jesus. His blood upon my head. His blood is upon my life. His blood is upon my husband. His blood is upon my family. Every destroyer will leave your life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Every wicked plan of the enemy will cease. Right moment. At this moment, that time when you say, I belong to Jesus. Every wicked plot of the devil will cease. Hallelujah. When the mark of God's blood is over your life, the devil cannot hurt you. Praise the Lord. Paul is saying, I carry the marks of God on my body. Hallelujah. Say I'm marked. Look at two people and say, I'm marked. Hallelujah. Paul is saying, let nobody trouble me. For I carry on my body the marks of Jesus Christ. Not of the Antichrist. Not the 666 on your head. But 777 on your head. The perfect Lamb of God. On the sacrifice of the cross. There is a mark of the Spirit of God. Not one of the Antichrist. Praise the Lord. There are people who are taking devilish decisions. There are people who are thinking devilish thoughts. There are people who are trying to end their lives. There are people who are trying to end their married life. There are people who is trying to end their walk with God. It is all devilish decisions. This morning, that is the mark of the Antichrist. But when we say, I belong to the Lamb of God, the mark of the Antichrist is erased from your life. And you will walk in the fullness of God. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I've come to give you life. And and life in all its abundance hallelujah mark of god today the bible speaks about the facets or the responsibilities of people who have the mark of christ that's what i want to teach you this morning galatians 5 6, 17 says i have the mark in Malayalam, i like that word praise the lord hallelujah amen One who has the mark of Christ, what are their responsibilities? Today's people in the church does not know the responsibilities over their lives. Galatians 6 teaches us. Number one, let's go through it. Amen. Look at somebody and say, we have a responsibility. Praise the Lord. Everybody likes to say, pastor has a responsibility. To pray for us, to fast for us, to kneel down for us, to lift our hands for us. Even when we are disobedient, to forgive us. We have a responsibility. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Galatians 6.1 says that. Let's read it.
1: Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin.
0: Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Brethren, if anybody is overtaken, the word used there is overtaken. What does the word overtaken means? If two or three people are walking together and somebody overtakes them, jumps over the line, jumps over the three people and overtakes them and runs again. You call it, oh, I've been overtaken. Or you are driving a car through the Bangalore city and on the highway, another car suddenly along your side overtake you. You did not expect it. You did not see it, but he overtook you. In the same way, the Bible says, anybody overtaken by sin you never thought you will sin. You never expect yourself to sin, but somewhere along the line, the sin overtook you. How many of you are here? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You look at the life of Peter. He did not expect to deny Jesus. He expects to be with Jesus. He suddenly. When he saw people mocking by the fear of people, by the fear of people mocking at him and smiling at him for belonging to Jesus and looking like Jesus, he suddenly denied the very Savior. He said he will never deny. How many of you are here? You said you will never deny, but somebody of other religion, of somebody else come next to you. You said, oh, oh this Jesus. I'm never go to church. Praise Allah. Anybody overtaken by sin, Peter, he did not expect him to deny Jesus. He did not expecting to be overtaken. But the Bible says in that moment, he said, I don't know Jesus. How many of you here, when you are put in that place, you said, I don't know Jesus. And the Bible says later he cried. Later he cried. Amen. That is called overtaken by sin. But Judas was not that. While he was Jesus, while he was with Jesus, Judas little by little, he was stealing money from him. Because he wanted the position, he wanted the authority, so he was pre-planning sin. He was saying, even if I forsake my Savior, it doesn't matter. I am going to do it. I am going to benefit out of it. There's a difference. Hallelujah. But here is saying, if somebody is overtaken by sin, the Bible is saying, if there is a sad person and he is an upset person, restore them gently. Praise the Lord. The Lord, this fasting and prayer has brought you here, not to condemn you, but to restore you gently. glory to God how many of you are happy hallelujah David said his gentleness has made me great hallelujah even that gentleness is here to restore the church back to hallelujah the omnipresent the omnipotent the preeminent hallelujah Savior and Lord our darling of heaven our Jesus Christ the one who purchased us hallelujah through his very drop and all a pretty drop of his blood hallelujah we need the church for that that's why no man is an island When we go from Christ and overtaken by sin, we need the church. You are not an island. Look at somebody and say, I need you, bro. I'm not an island. I need you, sis. I'm not an island. Praise God. Hallelujah. I need you. Before you leave from here, you need to look at three people you don't know and say, I need you. He says, if anybody is overtaken by sin, restore him. What does that word mean? Restore. Hallelujah. You shall spiritually restore him. That word means that which is dislocated. That which is dislocated is put back on your body. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many of you are here? You feel dislocated. You feel you have lost somewhere. You have disconnected. But there is a God that has anointed the church to put you back where you belong this church i pray shall be anointed to put back people where they have lost where they have been hallelujah severed where they have been uh, dislocated where will be anointed to put them back in its place he is also a part of the body of christ we are the body of christ he is also a part the bible did not say judge him condemn him put him down come on I'm in a Nashibi Gambarilla. I'm an tiriciwundua. Praise the law. Hallelujah. Not to deny him. I'm not a kutuakumarayanallah. Hallelujah. Not to pull him down. Hallelujah. Don't force. Never think. He says never. Lest you be tempted. Never think for a plan for a minute that you are better and he is not. It can happen to you and you will need somebody. That's why when he is down, hallelujah. Don't smile over it. Don't feel good about it. Don't think that he's falling. He's my lifting. Don't think that. Hallelujah. He's lost my place. He's lost his place. I'll get into his place. Never think like that. Gently, let's restore him back. Praise the Lord. Never gossip about him. Praise the Lord. I pray for an anointing like that as we are moved to in place. Hallelujah, new place. I ask the Lord, Lord, I want an anointing, Lord, to put back, hallelujah, the lost and the least and the last uh, to where they belong, to put back those people who are dislocated from the body to make Him a part of the body again. Anoint us, Lord. How many of you will pray with me tonight? How many of you will put your hands and say, Lord, anoint us to put that which belongs to our body? Praise the Lord. The one who has the mark of Christ, his responsibility is to gently bring back. Maybe you are a husband. Gently bring back your wife. Maybe you are are a wife. Gently bring back the husband. Maybe you are a child who is anointed. Gently bring back your parents. Maybe you are a friend in the Lord. Gently bring back the other friend in prayer. As you fast, ask the Lord to touch him again. One thing I know, God answers prayers. You know, my brother-in-law... You know, as I was praying, called me and said, Chako, I was supposed to go to Goa because there was an important work there. I booked my tickets in case I have to go. But I didn't have to go because that work was taken care. And I said, there is, and he said, it's because it's prayer and fasting. I said, I know prayer and fasting always praise God. Closes wrong doors and open right doors. Praise God. Take care of things without your hand. Holy Spirit will go. His presence will go and take care of what you can't do. How many of you believe these three days, the spirit of God will move, hallelujah, and go to places and touch people where you and I are limited. Come on, church, this morning, evening, somebody believe it. I sense in my spirit, hallelujah, this presence of God is touching areas in your life, His power, hallelujah, is descending upon areas and people where you and I are limited. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, let him do it with the spirit of gentleness. Amen. The one who is, tired you can't go and break him again he says with gentleness praise the lord he will cry he might ex- might not express his love to you he might not say how oh, thankful i am you came but gently without expecting anything gently go hello and put him back it's our responsibility word without hurting him again restore him back not destroying again bring him back not breaking a ban Put him back gently. Let God's grace be upon our lives to have a gentle touch. Come on. Hallelujah. May God anoint you with a gentle touch and a gentle tongue. Praise God. An anointed tongue. Hallelujah. That could. Hallelujah. Bring somebody who has left us to bring us back. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and say, I might make a mistake, brother. But bring me gently back. Sister, I might. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Gentilite. Praise the Lord. What is the second responsibility of the one who has the mark? Galatians chapter 6, verse 2 and the fifth verse. Verse 2 and the fifth verse. Bear one another's burden and so fulfill the law of Christ. And the fifth word says, For each one shall bear his own burden or his own load. Two times the word, burdens are used. stand under burden? Hallelujah. The first word means excessive burden. In excessive burden. Carry somebody else's burden. Bear somebody else's load. Which means when you see somebody carrying a burden in a cycle which should have been carried in a lorry, help him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Loriakonda Chomada or a cycle Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Number two, the word used the burden is when a soldier who has a war pack his backpack to go for a war he run with his pack hallelujah with all the things that he needs he puts it inside and run with it praise the Lord everybody has a burden nobody who is sitting here is burdenless but a good soldier of Jesus Christ have the grace to carry his own burden oh come on church hallelujah there are excessive burdens but here is the second place where you will get a hand. But in the second place, it's not speaking of excessive burdens. It is speaking about one's own burden, which God has given him the grace to carry it. Come on, church. Just imagine one day your vehicle is breakdown. You are supposed to take your son. You might be living in uh, Convent Road. You have to drop your kid in Hebal. And you have a work from 9 to 6. And you cannot be late for work. So you're getting in the morning, packing everything, getting your son... Taking him in your car and making all the uh, uh, adjustments. On time you want to drop him and come back for your work. So you are driving your car. And suddenly when you reach Lingrajuram. Your car breaks down. But when your friend sees that. He says don't worry. Chako. I will take your son today. And drop him in Hebal. You repair the car. And get back to your work on time. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He took care of my burden. But then I understood. "Ah, It's a great thing. Brother, tomorrow onwards, you only drop. You come from come to Convent Road. Take him to Hebal and you go for your work. Only thing, you have to get up little early. That's okay. Some people are like that. Just because once your burden was being taken care of, you want every day to somebody to take care of your burden. Bible says that's not right. Just because somebody helped you to take care of your burden once, it is not their responsibility. Bear your own load. Come on. Bear your own burdens. Take care of your own responsibility. Take care of your own parents. Take care of your own children. Take care of your own ministry. Take care of whatever God has given you. Hallelujah. Say, Lord, I will be responsible. You have given me the grace to take care of it. Hallelujah. In our practical life, there are things that we are supposed to do by ourselves. Even if the taxi car doesn't come, it is your responsibility to come to church. Bible says don't break the meeting. Somebody doesn't have to call you to come to church. It is your responsibility to keep this place clean. It is your responsibility to keep the bathrooms clean. It is your responsibility to take care of your own kids. It is your responsibility to send them for the kids church. It is your responsibility to cook. It's your responsibility to pay your tithes. It's your responsibility to be a homemaker, take care of your husband and raise up your children. It's your responsibility to love your own wives. Hallelujah. One who has marked has these responsibilities. Amen. Number three, what is his responsibility?
1: Galatians 6 and the sixth verse. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor.
0: Amen. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches i learned the scripture 22 years back but i always cared to preach it because people will always ready to misunderstand like my dad said that lady misunderstood praise god i never spoke it but tonight the spirit of god amen hallelujah praise god through the instruction is telling us the one who is taught you should share every good thing we are living in a time it is the opposite pastor has to preach the word and pastor has to share every good thing. If pastor gets something good, he should share that also. Is that what it said? The one who teach you in spiritually, when he teaches you something, and after when you have received that word, and after you have seen God's blessing manifested in your life, you are supposed to materially bless him back. Not because I want it. It is God's instruction so that he'll keep blessing you. Hallelujah. Today it's the opposite. There are people who does it. There are people who don't does it. Thank the Lord for both of you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Matthew 10 and the 8th verse says when God sent his disciple to preach and to teach God said hallelujah when they go preach and when they go teach what should they do the Bible says he should worker is worthy of his own wages hallelujah the 10th chapter and the 8th verse says when he freely gives he should be returned back from the one who he reaches out because the worker is worthy this is the responsibility of the marked people praise the Lord not to be misunderstood it's a principle to be blessed I am more and overloaded. I don't need anybody to buy me a shirt or a pant. Thank God. God has blessed me. But this is what teaches. And I've practiced it. And I've seen God bless me. Number four, fourth responsibility the lack of time. Galatians 6 and the seventh verse.
1: Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap.
0: Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. What he sows, he will reap. How can God be mocked? He says, only what you sow, you reap if you get somebody smile them smile at them and say what you sow bro you will reap <laughs> you cannot sow rice grain and say i want to reap wheat i ridam maaniyangal ittittu parayathilla enikku grodambu venam nee ari daanam vidachal ari koyyum praise the lord you cannot expect wheat in the same way you can't say i will walk in the flesh but reap of the spirit enikku venda thoni vasekada gaya cheyum nan kallam paray nan nunna paray nan pennu pidikkum I will lie, I will commit adultery, I will do every nonsense. But pastor, when you pray for the blessing, keep me especially in your prayer. Praise the Lord. I will keep you. Hallelujah. The one who walk in God's grace will never habitually walk in flesh. Prove it to me from the Bible. Any of the disciples, the great apostle Paul anybody walked in the flesh so in the flesh that's why he's really speaking to galatians led by the spirit praise the Lord. if you sow in the flesh in jeremiah it says cursed is the man who trusts in his flesh praise the law you want to walk in curses easily take your focus from jesus take your focus from the holy spirit and do things of the flesh habitually i'm not speaking again of the people who's overtaken you can be restored but people who are habitually sowing into the flesh Amen. I God is not mocked you know mocked means in the real Greek look at me God is not don't look at God and say this if you want to do that look at somebody sitting next to you and do that that your desires be fulfilled this fasting and prayer. stop God is not mocked what you sow you reap how do you mock him some people wants to sow in five cents and wants to reap a 10 acre. When God says to sow, it is not only in quality, it's also in quantity. Some people want to sow in five cents. You'll reap five cents in that five cents. Never expect to sow in five cents and reap a 10 acre. Praise the Lord. You have to stop sowing in small quantity. If you get a little to God, and expect rewards when you come there with Peter and Paul and experience a mansion there like Peter's and Paul. I don't think I want a swimming pool in my backyard of heaven. <laughs> you better have a bath here and go. God does not only want to have a quality life, He wants us to sow in quantity. The smarties and the intellectuals and the stupid people think that I can reap what I've not sown. There are other group of people. Praise the Lord. He never saw anything, but he wants to reap the benefits. Don't mock God. Don't. Today, you don't forget. Praise the Lord. Your time, your strength, I'm happy. Like that said, you've come from far off ways to fast and pray. God is not mocked. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Your time, your strength, your intelligence, your talents, your money, your prayers has to be sold, not only in quality, but in quantity. Praise the Lord. Amen. In Scotland, there was a girl who started Sunday school for the street children. Orphans from the various streets would join her, and she would give food and love, clothes and love. One day, a boy called Rob was missing in that Sunday school. So little girl went to his house to see where he is. He was sitting there discouraged, without clothes, without food, looking so disturbed. So she went. Give him love again and fed him with food, fed him with clothes. I mean, give him clothes and shared his love and said, tomorrow you will come, son. Tomorrow he never came. So she went again, shared love, shared food, give him nice clothes. Says, tomorrow you come to worship the Lord. He never came. Third time she did the same thing. She, he never came. And the fourth day she said, I'm tired. I faint. But the superintendent of this orphanage, Told her, daughter, be patient. Go again and give food. Share your love. Speak to him gently. And she listened and she went to share God's love. And this child, Rob, ended up being the first Protestant missionary to China. Praise the Lord hallelujah because somebody was willing to share god's love somebody did not become faint somebody did not become tired somebody kept 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 go to restore hallelujah praise the lord Sowed their time sowed her strength sowed her patience sowed her love and he become he became hallelujah praise god the missionary to china he's the one who first wrote the Bible in Chinese, his name is Robert Morrison. Come on, church. Because right. somebody tirelessly was willing. Hallelujah. Sometimes people ask, Are you so tired? Talking, talking, talking. Yes, I am. I also have the normal routine things to do. Sometimes you can't even hardly go to a bathroom. Somebody will call. Pastor, please pray. I need a strong prayer. It is said that you should not keep your mobile phone next to you when you sleep. My wife hates to, you know, when hates me when I do it. But I'm scared. Somebody has a need at night and I'm not there to pray. Praise. I know the Lord is in charge. I know the Lord is in control. But if one prayer can make a difference, one word can make a difference, one call can make a difference, so be it. Hallelujah. Every tireless sowing will reap its benefits tonight. In the name of Jesus. Some of you have tirelessly sowed for Jesus. Hallelujah. In the blood name of Jesus, I pray, you will reap your harvest. God is not mocked. What you reap, so you will reap. Keep praying. Keep speaking with them, keep gentle with them. All those who have the mark of Jesus Christ, Deva day yes, Ah, mark Hallelujah. Ni Praise the Lord. And I finish with this tonight. Number five, in Galatians chapter six and fourteenth verse. Number fifth and the sixth thing, I'll speak fast.
1: May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me. And I to the world
0: amen but I forbid God forbid Everybody said God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world has been crucified to me I into the world God said if anybody boasts let him boast not in the suffering of Jesus but in the person of Jesus Christ it's not about the suffering it's about the person of Jesus Christ who took your shame and your sin and your sickness on the cross amen how do we boast I'm from a great, I have a great personality, pastor. You know, from the young days, yeah, yeah. I'm from a great family, very rich, affluent. I've worked hard, I've made a living. I'm the greatest in the city. No, no, I'm the greatest preacher. I oh, spend, nobody like me, pastor. My wife looked at me and turned on. Don't boast. Hallelujah. Don't boast in anything except for what Jesus Christ has done for you through the cross of Calvary. What are we boasting upon today? Even when we celebrate the communion, People who come in and say, why are you taking this bread? Why are you taking this cup of wine and bread? We are not doing it because, you know, we are fasting so we want to eat something. We remember that bread represents the body of Christ. That blood, that wine represents the blood of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you with me, church? When we lift up the cup, he says, I don't boast except through the cross of Calvary. When we lift up the communion, which will we do next week, it speaks about the power of the cross. You are saying, Lord, you have nailed my sin on the cross. How many of you know, not only your sins are forgiven, but it's nailed on the cross. He doesn't have the power to resurrect and touch you again. Come on. Come on tonight. Your addictions have been nailed on the cross. Your sinful habits have been nailed on the cross. Glory. Holiness is not a difficult word when you know your sins are nailed on the cross. And your grace is sufficient for me to walk holy, a life blameless. He gives every day the grace to walk holy. Set apart. Amen. When nobody forgave you, He forgave you. On one second, you felt you're whiter than snow. What you have never paid, the debt you could have never paid, He paid it on the cross. Oh, you have to give Him glory every day. You want the devil to be out of your life, give Him praise and glory every day. The power of the cross. What is the purpose of the cross? To make you a child of God. To make your family members children of God, to those who believe it is the power of God unto salvation, it is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who believe it is the power of God unto salvation, first to the Jew and to the Greek. The Jewish people were the most intellectual people, they would never understand the cross, but the Bible says even this cross can change the intellect. The Romans made the more powerful people, they boasted in their power. But the Bible says this cross will tell them there is a power greater than the power of your Roman army. There is the power of the Holy Ghost. The power that raised Jesus from the dead. Say so I am marked. Number three because of the lack of time I am not reading. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty six 26 says I proclaim this cross. This cross becomes effective only when you proclaim it. Gospel is the visual form in the communion. Hallelujah. Are you here tonight church? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You have to say, Lord, this is the cross that saved me. This is the cross that will save my family. This is the cross that will save my generation. This fasting and prayer, you need to learn to praise Him. You know that we are situated in the center of the city. When you praise, the God of Israel comes and sits on the center of the city. Ah, Come on, church, this morning. Hallelujah. The Bible says the church is supposed to do two things. Mark 16 says, the one who believes shall be baptized. The one who is saved should be baptized. Number two, partake of the communion. Two things God has asked us to do. Be baptized. Publicly proclaim Jesus. Not in a secret way. Publicly. One of my friends from America came and told me, PTL. So I said, what is PTL? I said, PTA, Parents Teachers Association. What is PTL? I said, praise the Lord. In America, You know, we don't want to be publicly, you know, want us to know that we belong to Jesus in our society. So we say PTL. So nobody understands. Yeah, I have this dirty habit. When I go to meet people like that, I say, praise the Lord. When I am with people like that, I carry a bigger Bible. When I'm people with that, I lift my hands and say, praise the Lord. I feel intimidated. I will think what they'll think, but I'll do it. Because I want to publicly tell people the reason, who, what I am, who I am, and what my family is, and what my children are. It is not because of anything. It's not because of my family name. or it's not because of my heavenly, earthly daddy. It's because of my heavenly daddy who gave his only son for you and for me. Hallelujah. What does this cross do? What are we to proclaim? What are we to proclaim? 2 Corinthians 5 and the 21. The Bible says, he knew no sin became sin for us. That we shall be the righteousness of God. Every one of you, when you proclaim that you are the righteousness of God, the power of sin and shame is broken, temp- not in a temporary way, but in a permanent way. Say, I am the righteousness of God. In Isaiah 51, 14 says, fear will be far away. Terror shall not come near you. When you say you are the righteousness, the righteousness will establish you. This church shall be established through the righteous blood of Jesus Christ. Your family shall be established. Your personal shall be established through the righteous blood of Jesus Christ. What are we to proclaim? 2 Corinthians 8 and the 9th verse says, He who was poor became he who was rich became poor. That we shall be become rich. He's speaking about a financial release. When we proclaim, God not only really spiritually releases, He financially will bless us. Some people say, oh, this chapter speaks about a spiritual blessing. No, when you study 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, it's speaking about only on money. When you and I proclaim the power of death, the power of loans, it breaks its back oh, come on church tonight i call yourself free from the power of debt and from the power of loans yes. uh, from the power of credit cards in the name of jesus yes. use credit card for convenience not for debt oh there is a wisdom there don't use credit card when you know you can't pay it don't use credit cards when you know your friend has to pay it when you come into that situation this is your number for help two corinthians 8:9. Hallelujah! The grace of God, though He was rich, became poor. That in His poverty, you shall be rich. Amen. How many of you believe tonight as you proclaim there be financial deliverance? Hallelujah! word proclaim is to show forth. There is something this year. By the end of the year, you will have to show. There is something praise the Lord! Hallelujah. His blood cleanses us in every area of our lives. He is our attorney. He is our potency. Hallelujah. He has the power to make us sufficient. Hallelujah. But you have to say it out. You have to proclaim. And the last responsibility, Galatians 6 and the 14th verse. Hallelujah. Galatians 6 and the 14th verse and I finish this the last responsibility the one who is marked
1: may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world the world has been crucified to me and
0: I to the world you can't say that I belong to Jesus and walk in the people of the world if you have done that say ask the Lord for forgiveness when you are crucified to the Lord you lose your attraction to what you were attracted before eternity will become what is more important to you look at somebody and say eternity is important now Nothing else. Even while you are sitting at this moment, tell somebody, tell yourself, eternity, there is nothing more important at this moment than eternity. If there is no breath tonight, you are in heaven or you are in hell. Praise God. If you have Jesus in your heart and you have a nail to the cross, you are straight, or the twinkling of your eye, you are going to sit at the right hand of God. The problem is we are speaking week after week on blessing messages, delivering messages. People take all this and live like people of the world don't forget he's died for you so that you live for him in Galatians 6:17, he's saying about a mark what does that mark mean in the Old Testament in the servants who were in charge of the masters there was a hot iron rod that they would put on the servants to mark them and say he is my slave hallelujah Paul is saying I am the slave of Christ he's saying with the mark of the Spirit I have hallelujah proud to say that I'm a slave of Christ a soldier The captain, the centurion, the captain of the soldiers, people who are under him will put a hot rod under him and said he belongs to the Roman army. Today when we have the mark, we are speaking about our allegiance to Christ. I am hallelujah saying, I am thankful. I am branded Christian. I am branded with the power of God. I am branded with the anointing of God. I am branded with the mark of God. I belong to Jesus. I have been crucified to the world. Amen. What is he speaking about the mark? In 2 Corinthians 11, 23 to 27, 40 times, he's speaking about various sufferings. 39, 40 minus 1 times, he was last. He was being thrown stones. All further, preaching the gospel. He had physical infirmities, physical marks on Paul's body. Tonight, how many of you are thankful? Without any of those marks, you can worship the Lord. Come on, church. Oh, nobody's thankful. Nobody is thankful. If you have really paid a price and given our life to Jesus, we would have never disowned Him. But thank God, God has given us the grace and the protection to come into the city and to worship Him without being intimidated by people for life and death. But at least we should have spiritual marks of Christ on our body. What is that? How you talk, that is your spiritual mark. Your WhatsApp messages, that's your spiritual mark your true identity. What are you exchanging in your WhatsApp? Your dressing is your spiritual mark. What you dress is not my issue. But you should know how you dress. At least wear some dress. Hallelujah. Your humility, your holiness, your faithfulness, your dependability, your spiritual qualities, your forgiveness, the way you're able to fast and pray, it all shows that you are under God's grace, that you are boasting in the cross of Christ, that you're crucified to the world, and you have the spiritual mark of Christ. You are not easily offended, you are not easily hope, hurt, you are not proud, you are not a touch-me-not person. Look at somebody and say, "I'm not touch-me-not. Before you go from here, I want you to be an altar. It is said that a Christian has to have three altars. One is family altar, everybody is a family altar. This fasting and prayer built an altar in the family. Go home, take your wife and children and say, see, Daddy has come here to rebuild the altar. Ask the grace of God to rebuild the altar of prayer again in our family. Breakthroughs will flow. There is a church altar. That's why we fast and pray. built an altar and say, spiritual sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving and prayer should go from this church into this city. And there is a personal altar. If that is built, every other altar will fall into place. Some of us have only prayer. I mean, church altar. We come once a Sunday. But God will restore what is lost. As we close our eyes in prayer tonight, as we close together, let's pray, Lord, build our altar again. Let there be my spiritual mark. Let I be an obedient Christian again. Amen. That... Everybody will know, more than everybody I will know, that I'm crucified to the world and the world to me. That the people and the church and all those who belong to me will see me and seek God's grace over my life. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Do not be deceived tonight. Going after the world. Let us say, Lord, I belong to you. I belong to you. I am marked by you. I want you to close your eyes and say, I am marked by the Lord. When we are say that and when we, have, when we carry the spiritual responsibility tonight, God's when we say that, God's grace will flow. He'll make us a responsible Christian. It'll give us access. I want you to know tonight, let us not raise our children for the devil. Let us not raise next generation for the devil. I want you to know. I am preaching tonight, standing tonight to make sure that the generation is not lost in the devil's hands. That's our mandate. Tonight, if you close, first you say, Lord, that I not lose myself to devil's hands. Let I not lose my family, my children, my spouse, my parents to the devil's hand and devil's plan. Let I not lose our church and our ministry and the city into the devil's hands. Let's access through the supernatural blood of Jesus Christ. There's a supernatural access tonight. Ask God's grace. All the burdens you can carry, give it to He's the burden bearer. Let's say, I sow to the spirit law. If I sow to the flesh, cleanse those areas. Let this never see a. Harvest of the flesh in my life. Help us to Help us to sow. Not only in quality, quantity Lord. Help us to give more time, more energy, more money to the gospel.